After years of living on cookies and caffeine, losing and gaining the same weight over and over again, and living my life from the sidelines, I changed my perspective and my actions and now live my life in the driver's seat. I'm Trish Ryan, a certified health and life coach with the mission to help people develop a positive relationship with food so they can live their best life on their terms. Each week, I turn diet culture and weight loss upside down. Together, we'll throw out old beliefs and I'll teach you how to think differently so you can drop the guilt and negative self-talk, release the weight, and live the life you crave. Are you hungry for health? If so, let's go. Welcome to the Hungry for Health podcast with certified health and life coach, Trish Ryan. You are listening to episode 13, pillar three, part two, flipping the script on diet culture. Hey there, friends. Happy to have you here. I'm so glad that you can join me for another podcast episode. The name of my coaching practice is Core Health Coaching, and I named it that because I believe that there are four core pillars to focus on to keep us on our path of our life wellness journey. And these four pillars are stress, sleep, nutrition, and movement. And over the next couple of weeks, I plan to take these core pillars, talk about them more in depth, provide you information and action steps that you can start applying to your daily life immediately. So we've been at this for a couple of weeks already. So we talked about stress and how it affects digestion. We also tackled sleep and why you need it and how to get it. And last week we did part one of nutrition, which were the four steps to kickstart weight loss and cultivate a positive relationship with food. And today we have part two on nutrition. And the reason why nutrition is a two-parter is because I received a lot of comments about the last podcast and people really wanted to know more information. So here it is. Regarding weight loss, I work with clients to think and act completely differently than what they've done in the past relating to food and releasing weight or just even feeling better and cultivating a positive relationship with food. The main thing that we have to remember is that there's no destination in our health journey. This is ongoing. There's no time frame that we're working against. There's no finish line. And when you stop looking at your health in terms of targets and finish lines, the real change begins. We need to come up with a plan that works every day, not just on smooth sailing days. We need a plan that we can follow through on when we're on vacation, when we have carpool duty, when there's traffic that's backed us up for 20 minutes, when the dog runs through the house all muddy, when someone is sick, or when we simply have a lot on our plates. So last week, I talked about the four keys to get you on the right path to reaching your goals, kind of to kickstart that process. One, let the negativity go. We want to be aware of our thoughts that are kind of running around in the background. And a good way to understand what's running in the loop in the background is with a thought download so that we can see what we're thinking and then we can make a choice whether or not to continue to believe that or not. Step number two that we talked about last week was ask yourself two questions. Am I hungry and have I had enough? Anytime that you start to eat, 
we want to ask ourselves that question, am I hungry? And we'll realize that we are putting food in our mouth when we're making lunches in the morning for our kids. Maybe when we're finishing uh, cleaning up the dishes and we're kind of picking at what's on our kids' plates. Sometimes we grab Hershey Kisses that are sitting out in a bowl just as we walk by. We pop them in our mouth. We don't even realize we do it. A lot of times people maybe go for an extra a bowl of cereal after dinner. And what we really want to be aware of is all the times that we're eating. The second part of that is to ask yourself, have I had enough? We want to get to the point where we can stop eating before we are full. We want to eat until we're satiated. And that takes time and it takes practice and it takes listening to our bodies. The third step that we talked about last week was make a plan. Each day, get out that pen and paper, put out the notes on your iPhone, and take two or three minutes to make a plan of what you will eat that day. Not what you should eat or what looks good on paper, but really what you want to eat. And the fourth step is to keep moving forward. Have a mental recap of the day. Celebrate your wins. Note where you've learned a lot and know that tomorrow you get another day to work towards your goal. So with those four keys, we can really start to kickstart our weight loss. And now comes part two of the nutrition. We want to really dive into just five diet culture thoughts. We know that there's a million diet culture thoughts, but I'm going to touch on five of them that you may have in your head. And we want to flip the script on them so that you have thoughts as you move through this new journey that work for you and not against you. So diet culture thought number one, this is hard. I have to deprive myself of what I want. And what we want to do is flip the script, make it fun. It has to be fun or we don't do it. That's it. We all tried it the other way. I tried punishing myself and suffering my way to weight loss. And I was able to lose the weight, but it was a miserable experience and I felt terrible. And I didn't maintain the weight loss because I didn't want to feel miserable and terrible all the time. We also don't want to confuse fun with easy. We don't want to confuse fun with indulgent or unconsciousness around food. That's not what I'm saying. I'm willing for it to be hard. That's what you have to say to yourself. I'm willing for it to be hard, but I know I can have fun doing challenging things. I do it all the time in other aspects of my life. Let's see if we can apply that to food. But flipping the script, this process has to be fun. Diet culture thought number two, I'll feel good about myself once I reach my goal. Nope. We need to flip that and start loving ourselves through the goals, through your goals right now today. We're not waiting around to feel good. You don't want to wait until you lose weight to love your body. And you can't wait until the scale goes down to congratulate yourself and be proud of yourself. There's no reason to wait for any of that. And it doesn't work very well. Why would we want to delay feeling proud of ourselves? Delay loving our bodies, appreciating our bodies, feeling confident, all of that, feeling attractive. All of those things have nothing to do about the size of your body. It's about the way you're thinking about yourself. So stop waiting around to feel good. Do the work right now to love your body and feel good about yourself. And it does require work. Don't get me wrong. It's not just a given, but you have to work at it daily. And I help my clients practice loving their body, practice appreciating their body. And they practice 
knowing what kind things to say to themselves. And they practice being confident. So do not wait around to feel good. You need to feel good right now. Diet culture thought number three is that you can never have dessert again. Those days are over. Here's the new thought. If I'm going to eat it, I'm going to truly enjoy it. It wasn't until I slowed down everything and really tasted my my dessert specifically, and I really sat down with it and I was conscious and slow and tasted each bite that I realized that baked goods aren't always as amazing as you think they'll be. You know when they're really good? When they're fresh, a fresh baked cookie or a fresh baked slice, slice of cake? Now, that's pretty amazing. And the, what I've also realized through trial and error and working on this is that the first couple of bites are really good. And those day-old cookies, those packaged cookies, when you slow down and really taste them, they're not worth it to me anymore. So we talk about this with the four keys to kickstarting. You can eat whatever you want. There's no food off limits, but we want to plan for it. And the example I gave last week was that if a coworker is planning cake at lunch to celebrate, put it on the plan and eat it when you're hungry and stop when you've had enough. This new thought helps us from going unconscious and just inhaling any dessert really quickly, thinking that maybe I won't notice that I ate it or other people won't notice that I ate it. We have the the new rule that we're not allowed to beat ourselves up and feel guilty and ashamed because of what we ate. And we're not allowed to tell ourselves that we're weak and we're never going to get there and that we're a failure and that there's something wrong with us. If we have the rule is that I'm going to eat it and I'm going to enjoy it. This one's a game changer, guys. Diet culture thought number four, you have to get it right 100% of the time. Another way that we can hear this is it's all or nothing. And we need to flip the script on that immediately. How does this feel? Shoot for 100%, but be happy with 80. Would I reach my goal faster if I hit my goals 100% every day? Sure. Would it be sustainable? Probably not. Would all the negativity that I create in terms of deprivation, stress, or whatever else have sort of a diminishing return? Absolutely. It's all about progress, not perfection. So we're going to shoot for 100%, but we're going to be happy with 80 and celebrate our wins. The last diet culture thought, thought number five, eat as little as you possibly can each day. And what we want to do is the exact opposite. We want an abundant mindset, not a scarcity mindset. So the goal is not to eat as little food as possible. The goal is for you to eat as much food as possible and still maintain and hit your goals. Food is our fuel. It's where we get nutrients. Food is where we get energy and food can be enjoyable too. So this is really simple. We want to to work with the food, not against the food. Food is not the enemy. We also want to be kinder to our bodies and we need to be compassionate for them. We put them through so much. An example here is first we overeat and then we get mad at our bodies when it does exactly what it's supposed to do, which is our body takes the excess fuel and stores it on our body as fat when we eat in excess. So what we should be saying is thanks body for storing that fuel because you're thinking I might need it later and you're trying to keep me alive. 
and thanks when I do cut calories too much or for too long. And when I do those things, you regulate my metabolism, thinking that there's not enough food around, so we should hold on to some of this as fat so that we don't die. We need to appreciate our bodies for doing the amazing job that it's supposed to be doing and taking care of us and keeping us alive. And then we can take it to the next step and say, I'm going, we're in the process, we're learning how to work with you, body, and realizing that we're going to have to be patient and we're going to have to go slow and figure this out together. It's not a battle. It's not a war. We're not at war with food and we're not at war with our bodies. And so when we realize that, that your body and the food, we're all on the same team, we can reach our goals. So those are quick five diet cultures that thoughts that you might have in your body, in your mind, sorry, and how we can flip them to have them work towards us. And I have lots of free guides and workbooks and eBooks available, um, all free, of course. And if you go to my website, www.corehealthcoach.com, go to the free resources tab. There's one at the top that I especially relevant to what we're talking about now. And it is the kickstart guide to having a positive relationship with food. It's a great workbook. It'll help you create the life you want. And, you know, my goal is to live the life you crave. So I encourage you to head over there and download the free resource. It's been a pleasure talking to you all. I can't wait to talk to you next week. We're going to talk about movement. That's pillar four of my four pillars. And again, see you soon. Who is your health or life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I'm creating a virtual coaching program that I want to invite you to join me in. We will address challenges, we'll work on goals, and we will get results in so many different ways. I'll have programs, workshops, and courses that I've created just for you. When you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast and up-level it, then send me an email at trish at corehealthcoach.com, subject line, I'm all in, and be a founding member of the program when it launches. Thanks for listening to the Hungry for Health podcast. It would be incredibly awesome if you could take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or give a rating on Spotify. Thanks.